there's always going to be growth one way or another. So it's just a matter of being optimistic that your growth is going to come. I'm not trying to say that the growth is going to come immediately. There are people who have had podcasts for 20 years, 10 years, you know, and they're still at levels that they, they feel aren't uh, proper, but, you know, they still strive to grow as they yeah. go on. It was really good seeing you at the event. You need to tell us what you thought about the event on Thursday. How amazing was it to see everyone else in the industry? It was amazing. Unfortunately, we have lockdown, so it couldn't uh, go on for long. And I don't think there's a word to describe the emotion. I do know it's a joyous emotion, a happy emotion of seeing other individuals who do the same kind of art that you would do as well. It's like when you have a convention of people who you realize understand the media that you mostly indulge in. It's like people who understand your sort of family, if I may state. Even though the podcast may be varying in nature and uh, topics discussed, but the fact that we both are podcasters, we understand. I don't want to give it a bad analogy or comparison, but it's like when, let's say, mothers get together you know, there's that common understanding amongst them. Even though they have different children, some more stubborn than the others, they still understand what it is to be a mother. There's that connection amongst them. So in that similar way, it was nice seeing the mothers of other podcasters. Guys, Gabby loves to tell his stories. So you need to tell us what your name is and your podcast. We're so excited to hear from you. My name's Rotomio Gabriel Cabandole. And the podcast that I am on is No Night Saviors. I do it alongside three other team members, plus a fourth, not forgetting our sound engineer, Alan, if you're here listening, hello. Our podcast mostly focuses on uh, white saviorism, racism, colonialism, and volunteerism from an African lens. We have conversations that oftentimes aren't uh, viable on an Instagram post or like a Twitter thread because there's only so much that a post can do that a podcast will do so much more. And your conversations are always deep. Like, I mean, I listened to Olivia, Kelsey and Wendy. I Wait, wait, did you start with them? I joined at the start of this year. Okay, so you're quite a newbie, but you're doing so well. I really do enjoy your podcast. It's one of the podcasts I listen to. What keeps you guys going? I know you're a bit consistent and you do promote the content also on social media. You do have a huge following on Instagram and Twitter as well. What motivates you guys to keep pushing the content and keep producing? I would say uh, motivation across the board is the interest to see a better and more equitable life for us and the people who will come after us. Because for so long, we as Africans have been dealt the, is it the rough side of the hand or the short side of the stick. So we are trying as much as we can to make that a thing of the past. We are trying to hold conversations that enlighten and highlight the problems that we are facing as African people the problems that the world tends to know but doesn't necessarily try to tackle because, you know, it's Africa, they don't mind if anything. 
and they often benefit from the very same problems. What drives us is the fact that we want to see a better world for African people, a better and equitable world, because I don't like using the word equal. I'll just say it's like a true. Our stock has been cut down, you know, over and over again, and we cannot compete with everyone else. You know, we need to be equitable. We need to be given incentives and uh, a more advantageous support that will place us at an equitable rate with uh, people out there. I feel like the best analogy I can give is an individual who was talking about trade and how it is so unfair that you will have a debate or a business discussion, say, between countries like uh, Eswatini and China. You know, Eswatini is a very small nation of, I think, 1.4 million, if I'm not mistaken. So there's no way a nation with that population is ever going to be able to properly have a business discussion with a nation like China that has more than a billion people. And there has to be an equitable stance for a nation like Eswatini. So we recently celebrated the International Podcast Day at the Alliance Francaise Basement. And we did have a lot of fun. I know we sent you the invites quite last minute, but you did turn up. So we do thank you for gracing the event with your presence. So you need to tell me what were your takeouts from the event? Well, I did notice there was a shared concern amongst everyone. The fact that uh, when it comes to podcasting or in Uganda, there are shared struggles, which, which mostly is the penetration into the Ugandan market. Podcasting isn't as big as we would want it to be in Uganda. The fact that uh, we have uh, issues when it comes to, say, online spaces for hosting the podcast. They're very expensive. Most of them are foreign-based. So we as Ugandans would have to, if it just like, say, hosting something on a platform like Apple, having to pay, you know, all these other factors that come into place, not to be all negative. And the fact that we're all optimistic for a better future mm-hmm. for podcasting in Uganda and for podcasters as well. And what misconceptions do you find with being a podcaster? People feel like podcasts are things exclusively for the West, you know. Have you met the other Zungu? Yeah. <laughs> Is that I feel like that's one of the biggest misconceptions I can state, considering yeah. the fact that oftentimes it leads to the mentality that uh, podcasts aren't important, which again hinders the growth of podcasts, mm-hmm. are all streaming in Uganda. Because you notice that podcasting is essentially just streaming music, listening to someone compose sound for 30 to an hour. And the streaming culture in Uganda isn't strong because we are people who have a thought or belief that once you stream something, it doesn't belong to you. It's not going to be there permanently. We are people who prefer to have something permanently. So which is why you find people are more differential to downloading like music or videos or what have you rather than even streaming. Even mm-hmm. if they have a Netflix account, you know, they will prefer to download the movies and watch them rather than stream. So I noticed you guys were social before. You had uh, Twitter and Instagram, and you recently started your podcast in November 2020. Do you think that was triggered by the lockdown or the pandemic? I would say the idea to start the podcast was there prior to November 2020, because I think the first episode came out in February 2020. There's a Buzzsprout sprout. There's a podcast where they do an introduction of the team. I think that's in okay, February 2020. Okay, okay. But then there was a pause in between. 
And I would say with the idea for doing the podcast was essentially there before the lockdown. It's just that by the time we were able to actualize that from a thought to a reality, with that, we know it helped us ideally focus on the podcast too. We realized that people often are home. A lot of people are home. So what would interest individuals who are home, you know, to just sit down and maybe listen into conversations that are beneficial. And then for some, we don't know our content isn't going to be accepted by everyone. So for others who wish they are listening in to find whatever they can to get angry at those of those. The lockdown did help. I will step you the podcast in a way, the consumption of the podcast. I think it's also very important to notice your audience journey, right? In terms of how they spend their day and how they consume content, right? So if they are people who wake up in the morning and commute to work, what do they listen to that hour or that given hour traffic in Kampala? And then when they get to work, how busy is their work? Do they need some music to play in their airports or podcasts, right? The whole day when they go back home, when they're cooking, what do they listen to? So I think for people podcasting right now, notice that opportunity for people to listen to podcasts while doing other things so they can multitask but still listen to something. So it's, it's quite interesting. The number of podcasters in Uganda is also very surprised. And um, for the event, there were so many like people who are working in the field, in the ecosystem, were asking, oh, shall we come because I edit or I design or I do this and that. And I was only thinking, okay, it needs to be really small, just exclusive to podcasters. I know you're very tech savvy. <laughs> this I know because I've seen you do work with the GIFs and the recent posts on your Instagram. How do you go about that? Like, do you guys have a design person on the team or do you multitask? How do you split those? Uh, I would say we multitask. I don't know if the audience is sad, but I'm going to use another analogy. We're like Lego bricks. You know, each Lego brick is different, so it operates in a different way. But when you put each and every different Lego brick together, you have something. I would say that that's how we operate as a team. We tend to do the designs ourselves, and everyone has a part that they play. For the designs, thankfully, the designs aren't quite hard, so we are able to manage them. But who knows, maybe in the future, if there is need for something complicated, we can have someone come and assist us. Yeah, more tech savvy, <laughs> than you are. Someone more tech <laughs> exactly. What Ugandan podcast do you listen to? I know we already spoke about this, but just for the benefit of the audience. There was a group of individuals who had met, Elbow Room and uh, Red Kalisa. And then there's Rebecca Joroke. Rebecca Nanjego, yeah. Rebecca Nanjego, yes, I also listen to her. And the other podcasts that you enjoy listening to? At the moment, I am short on podcasts because I use uh, Spotify. And the moment I changed my location from some country out there to Uganda, <laughs> I'm cut off from any podcast that I normally tend to, uh, to listen to, which again is a fact I'd wanted to put across. Yeah. Platform reach that we have. Given that you're short on podcasts, how fast do you listen to them? Okay, to try to consume something as much as I can within a short period of time. Let's yeah. If something like 40 minutes, I want to do it in like 30. An hour, I'll try to do it like 45, 50. I can't remember everything, so I always try to like prioritize the important parts, maybe write yeah. them down somewhere. That's so true. What has been the most memorable like comment you've gotten from your content? See, the thing is, 
I tend to be a ninja. I don't often showcase my face yeah. <laughs> on the platforms. That's now. what the girls told me. Oh, yeah, you need to reach out to Gabby. He'll be able to come. <laughs> but um, he... yeah, so I'm mostly with the ladies. Mm-hmm. And they are seen and they're like, oh my God, we love your work. So great. It has helped us. It has helped us have difficult conversations amongst ourselves, even as Africans, you know. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, I may be there the minute realize or notice that I am part and parcel yeah. of the package. Yeah. But it does feel good, you know. Yeah. Realize that uh, the work that you're doing has an impact, positive yeah. impact, if I may add. Where do you see podcasting down the road? two years from now in Uganda? See, the thing is, I feel podcasting in Uganda is tied to the end user, in this case, the consumer. And a large uh, factor for the consumer is data. So depending on how we are two years from now, data-wise, we will see podcasts either becoming something vital or grown to have a percentage of the market yeah. or remain a privilege as it is right now in this day. Because you have to understand that as much as people often state that, oh, we have cheap data, it's not good data. It's data that is going to expire within 24 hours. Or even buffer, like when so, it's called like this one. Okay, it's going to be like... Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the fact that I'm even on Zuku right now, so no buffer yet. You have to tell us about Zuku. Oh my God. So I've tried Airtel. Airtel uh-huh. broadband, the worst. <laughs> like, you will have issues with the broadband. You call up customer care and that technician will come to the house, but it won't even be fixed. It doesn't matter the area. I've tried, I think, two broadbands, but they didn't work. And then the previous broadband up in the ceiling where the router is, the one for outside, the technician yeah. came and said, oh, there's no SIM card inside the router. And I'm like, what? How can someone take out a SIM card off the roof? And I'm like, you know what? To hell. So Zuku is the one. Which Zuku others have you tried? There is Airtel. Yes. Yeah. And mostly for the phone, if I'm moving around. I have the Airtel MiFi. Then in my previous workplace, we had Rock. <laughs> that was a, a good experience, good and bad experience. Why? There would always be like uh, low internet speeds or like cutouts. It was a give or take kind yeah. of situation whereby today you wake up, it's working all fine. The next day it isn't. But I figure because it has been a while since I last used, I figure by now the service is much better. Then there was Liquid Telecom as well, which was also good, I guess. Have you heard of people using Leica? Like most of our creatives, the graphics designers and the audio guys, the sound guys, a lot of them use Leica. Yes, I have had boys like her. Unfortunately, I haven't yet. Yeah. I am faithful to my SIM card. We are three, five, six years strong now. <laughs> I think, I'm not even sure. So, yeah. Sh- Apparently, Zuku provides like her internet. The thing is, the way internet is structured in Uganda is that uh, oftentimes very many of these uh, organizations all get their internet from one supplier who buys is it a cable from the coast coming this side they do share as cables yeah i wouldn't know i would not know so you need to be poetic about this with your poetry (laughs) 
tell us your advice to a new podcaster. First and most important thing is to be knowledgeable of the fact that there are always going to be shortcomings. And the comings, they may be for a short period of time or for a long one, but the thing is they are going to be there, they're inevitable. And you should try and be optimistic as you can. The fact that you are doing what you love, if in that case, podcasting is what you love and you love what you're talking about, trying as much as you can to have an optimistic lens to it is very vital and important as well. Because one thing that cuts across the board in this world is growth. There's always going to be growth one way or another. So it's just a matter of being optimistic that your growth is going to come. I'm not trying to say that the growth is going to come immediately. There are people who have had podcasts for 20 years, 10 years, you know, and they're still at levels that they they feel aren't uh, proper, but, you know, they still strive to grow as they go on. I would say be patient with the market that we're in. Uh, Uganda is a young nation. The internet consumers that we have are young people, you Mm -hmm. know, so it takes a lot of uh, getting used to for them, you know, for them to catch on to something that wasn't there or something that they hadn't known before, you know, Mm -hmm. because as Ugandans, we are creatures of habit. We start something, then we'll do it again. Next thing you know, it's a routine for us. So basically being uh, knowledgeable of uh, shortcomings, uh, trying to be optimistic. So the link tree is where you can find the link to the Buzzsprout and then you can eventually find other episodes. And for those who aren't aware, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Saviors, the same as Twitter, Facebook as well, TikTok, Patreon as well. I'm sure Patreon isn't as strong in Uganda as it is outside, but for those who use it, you can also find us there. What I mentioned earlier is online, finding us online. So physically, to ground, <laughs> uh, you can find us in uh, Bugolovi. Hopefully by the end of uh, this year, we'll be opening up a library, uh, an African library. So it's basically something Afrocentric. And we hope to have this space be positive and engaging for conversations and uh, growth for African people. Yeah, so November, December, na Uganda vange, ears to the cloud, we'll be letting you know. Thank you so much. That's all we had time for today. Thank you for taking your time, Gabby. And I hope you can send our regards to the ladies. I will send the hellos to the ladies. So, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and follow our guest podcast on all hosting platforms and engage with their content. Also, feel free to let us know whose story you'd like to listen to next. Just let us know on Instagram, on Uganda Podcast and Facebook. Also, send me a direct message on Twitter at Aggie Patricia.